Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Hope you're having a great day. Special shout-out to my close friend, Yoshiko Dart. Yoshiko, keep leading on, Yoshiko. Such a great woman she is. And also, thank you, Hi Mark Cavestro, Audio Eye, for sponsoring this show because you're helping me change the lives of people with disabilities just by providing them access to knowledge. And I am extremely excited about our show today because, first of all, I highly respect him. He is a national disability rights leader uh, known for his advocacy, for standing up for the rights of people with disabilities. He is the CEO of the National Council on Independent Living. Welcome to the show, Kelly Bucklin. Hi, Joyce. It's great to be here. Uh, It's always nice to be on with you. Thank you. Nice to have you on with us. Well, Kelly, let's start. And by the way, folks, remember, these shows are archived at BenderConsult.com. After they're heard in the United States, 12 hours later, they're heard throughout the world. And when I get details on countries where they're listening to this show, it is always, wow, can't believe it. Um, So, Kelly, I bet there are people that don't know what nickel is, so why don't you tell them about nickel, which, by the way, is what we call the National Council on Independent Living, uh, and your role as the executive director, what that means. Okay. Um, Well, nickels, uh, actually, this year we are celebrating our 35th year. We were uh, started up in 1982, and so we are celebrating our 35th anniversary this year. So it's kind of a big year for us. Yeah, thank you. Um, and it is the National Council on Independent Living, and but yet we go by NICL as the uh, acronym, NCIL. And it doesn't spell NICL, but we call it NICL anyway. And um, anyway, um, we're a membership organization. Uh, for Centers for Independent Living and Statewide Independent Living Councils and other organizations that just believe in the human and civil rights of people with disabilities and then individuals as well. So we have about a 1,000 members, including Centers for Independent Living, uh, Statewide Independent Living Councils, uh, individuals, and then other organizations, which would include like uh, state associations for Centers for Independent Living would be a good example of what the other uh, organizations would be. So that's kind of who we are, and we really just uh, try to represent the interests of the Centers for Independent Living here in Washington, D.C., and, uh, of course, the needs uh, and rights of people with disabilities. Yeah, and you you lead everything, Kelly? That's me. That's kind of my role as CEO is I get to do a little bit of everything here. Uh, I get to work, first of all, I get to work with a great staff. Uh, There's about uh, nine uh, staff members at Nichols, so we're not a big organization. We're uh, fairly small as a national organization goes, but we get a great deal done, and uh, that is uh, thanks to our 
uh, grassroots, all the centers for independent living, statewide independent living councils uh, around the country, and then, the, of course, the board, uh, which represent uh, centers and statewide independent living councils from around, all around the country. And uh, I get to work for them, and I get to work with a great staff. So, Can't ask for more than that. Isn't that the truth? No. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Now, I'm not sure. Um, we had a caller on the line. Is the caller still on? Is there a Mary on the line? Okay. All right. Well, Mary, if you want to talk, just call back in. Uh, actually, one eight six six four seven two five seven eight eight is the number. Uh, Kelly, what are the signature programs at Nickel? Well, uh, basically, I think we're probably best known for, and it's uh, and it's definitely our signature program is uh, is our advocacy. Ed Roberts, the known as the father of independent living, uh, once said, "What's the most important service centers provide?" And he said, "Advocacy, advocacy, and advocacy," and not necessarily in that order. And I think that speaks uh, just as true today as it did back then. I think that's really what Nichols uh, best known for is our advocacy. It's probably our signature program uh, is our uh, uh, feisty advocacy, is I guess the way I should put it. And then um, we do have some great programs at Nichols that we do run, though, and one of them is ILNET. It's a technical assistance and training program that, in fact, um, we just got through with doing one in – Denver, Colorado last week on uh, transitioning youth, um, and I have to say one of the programs that's come on recently at Nickel is our uh, youth fellowship uh, sponsored through HSC. Uh, HSC has now sponsored the youth fellow at Nickel for the last uh, three years, and we have just had some uh, stellar uh, young people as uh, advocates here, and it really has changed uh, and transform Nickel as an organization. Uh, we have a lot more youth involved now. Uh, in fact, our board looks different because of the uh, involvement of youth. And uh, I think that's also become like one of uh, Nickel's signature uh, programs as well. Mm-hmm. That, that is great. I know that you're all about youth. I know that you're all about young, le- young people. And you have done so much in that area, which I want to talk about when we get back from break. If you just joined us, we're talking to Kelly Buckland, the Executive Director of Nickel. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
For those in leadership positions with corporations, governments, nonprofits, and educational institutions, please pay attention. Are you aware that 10 to 15% of your potential clients are unable to use your websites properly? At AudioEye, an advanced technology has been created that eliminates accessibility issues and levels the playing field for all. Make the internet a meaningful resource for millions of more people. Go to AudioEye.com. More accessible, more usable, more people. Call on AudioEye today. Visit AudioEye.com. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high-test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Hi, I'm Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars. I'm here to talk to you about the Epilepsy Foundation. I had bad seizures until I was a teenager. I thought I wouldn't have a chance to grow up, but I dared to think differently. My epilepsy taught me to be a fighter. When I said I wanted to make a TV series about my pawn shop, people thought I was nuts. But I dared to defy the odds, and Pawn Stars was born. If you have epilepsy, dare to live your fullest potential. The Epilepsy Foundation will help you dare. Visit epilepsy.com. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at one 866 472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back, everyone. We're today talking to Kelly Buckland, the executive director of Nickel. And I think we have our caller on the line. Mary, are you on the line? Hello? Mm. Hello, is this Mary? Well, Mary, I think, is having trouble with the phone. We have her, then we don't. Mary, call us. We really do want to talk to you. But since we're waiting for Mary, I can go ahead with uh, a question from one of our email, which is Sandy from Cleveland. And the question is, Kelly, do you feel you're going to have problem moving forward uh, for disability rights at this time in our country? Absolutely, yes. I think we've already felt that. We are, we are probably uh, have seen more threats over the last uh, few months than I remember in some time. So, uh, yes, I think it's going to be uh, very difficult. In fact, one that we're looking at right now is the effort... Uh, in Congress to weaken the Americans with Disabilities Act by putting a 90-day notification requirement in the law. And uh, it looks like it's getting more and more support. So we have to call Congress and let them know not to roll back our rights. Do you want to tell everyone, uh, I think it's important for them to understand that. Could you explain that ADA notification? 
Yeah, it's actually it's it's House uh, Bill six twenty, and uh, six twenty require would require that before you could file a lawsuit against a small business violating the Americans with Disabilities Act, you would have to give them ninety days notice and a chance to fix the problem, uh, which sounds like real reasonable kind of a thing. Uh, here's the problem with that: it, what it does what it does is it means that that no one has to make any changes until they've received some notice. So it takes, completely takes away any voluntary uh, compliance on the part of businesses because they would basically get a pass until they actually heard from somebody with a disability uh, about a noncompliance issue. They would have no requirement to do anything because there would be no sort of overhanging... Uh, 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 threat of somebody filing a complaint or or a lawsuit against them. So that's the problem with it, and it does roll back our rights. Businesses have had 27 years to learn about this and to comply with the law, and it's a, I think it's a sad state of affairs that um, we have that many businesses that are still out of compliance. So, so the person goes. Uh, something isn't accessible or ADA compliant, they, instead of being able to, hey, let's make this happen now, they have this waiting period. Exactly. And, and if, um, if does not matter know, whether, the other I'm part sorry. is, Joyce, it does not matter whether it's like something that they don't know about or if it's something that they do know about. So let's take, for instance, uh, you want to go do uh, business with a business that's not accessible and in fact, I I have uh, a colleague who this happened to just uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, business wasn't accessible, so they called him up, and the business said, "We don't serve people with disabilities." It's not that they it's not that they were not aware of it; they were aware of it. They are making a conscious choice not to serve people with disabilities. Wait, now, under wait, this, wait, if it was under wait. this new law, she would say she would have to say, "Give them ninety days now to fix it." Okay, wait a minute. We got to go back here. A friend of yours went to a restaurant. Were they uh, at the restaurant? Well, it was a business. Okay, they went I, to a business. Were they at the business? Yeah, could not get in. Could not get in, and they said we don't serve people with disabilities. They called him, said, "I, I'm somebody. Did you know that you, I can't get into your business?" They said, "We don't serve people with disabilities." Yeah, that's okay. exactly right. Okay, so... That still goes on today in America, so... How... Yeah, but I mean, how would you be allowed to say that? The people still do that. I, I've had the same experience with other businesses. And th they either think they have no requirement to do so, uh, or um, they think that they're legally in their rights to not serve you. I mean, that's shocking. Yeah, no, it still goes on today. That's why, that's why this bill is so harmful. Is uh, the discrimination is still out there? It's not as though, uh, you know, we things have changed a lot. Things have gotten a lot better, but uh, we we have not arrived at the promised land yet. So, and you know what? Now, see, that even shows how terrible this compounds the problem. If business people find out, oh, you know, you don't have to do anything up front because you have this waiting period, then you know what? So many people are going to say, well, then I'm not going to bother up front or I'm not going to do whatever. 
it's going to become, it's going to weaken the ADA. Yep. Uh, okay, so someone listening to the show, what do they do if this is happening? What should they do? They if should someone call says their that con- to them. They should call their Congress uh, folks specifically. They should call the people on the House Judiciary Committee and tell them to vote against this, uh, House Bill 620. House Bill 620. Do you all right. hear that? House Bill 620, everyone's going to pick up the phone. When you get off the show, you've got to pick up the phone. Remember, sit back. Things go terribly wrong. You've got, you can't sit back and say they'll take care of it. You have to be that one person that takes action now. And, and Kelly... You were talking about uh, things that have happened. What would have been the impact if that Affordable Care Act had been dismantled as was being presented recently? Well, the, the consequences would have been horrific. I mean, and I'm not trying to be over dram- overly dramatic here, but People, if that bill had passed as it was, people would die. They, they would. People would have died from the effects of that bill. So, I mean, a lot of people would have been uh, institutionalized. People would have gone without health care. And some people who went without health care would have ended up dying. That is, that is just horrifying it really is and I know it's true and I know there are people that would not be able to have personal attendance services they would I mean they just would have so little that they would die I mean that's why oh and Medicaid just forget about Medicaid I mean that this would have been the most horrible disaster I am so thankful this is an example of where we all have to stand together. Uh, and thank you, Kelly, for your leadership in the disability community because it did not happen. And I do believe that's because of what everyone did and people like you, how you led the way. Um, and and we, all, we have to stay vigilant right now. It's very important we, to stay vigilant. That's uh, true, and, Joyce, and, because the threat is not over. So you're right. Well, here's an example. What are the odds, in your opinion, of seeing a Medicaid block grant? Well, actually, I think the the Medicaid block grant is probably not something that's going to happen. What I think will happen are the Medicaid per capita caps, mm. which in a way are sort of a block grant, but they're it's more based upon a cap for every individual that's in the in the state. Uh, so your allocation of money would be based upon how many people you have, basically. So, but the per capita cap is, uh, I think, uh, the threat of that is very, very likely, and uh, something else that we need to fight against because, and this is, I think, again, where people don't quite understand what it means when you do that. A per capita cap essentially means that the people who have the most high needs are the ones who are going to get the least services. 
because the per capita cap will affect them the most. Yeah, not to mention, can you imagine how bureaucratic and slow-moving and what a mess this would be and how it would take long for people, you know, to, to get the services they need? I mean, this would be, uh, you know, it's an ongoing fight that we, are, you know, this is why I tell people, you've got to stand up. You've got to be vigilant. You've got to be connected. You've got to know what's going on uh, before it's too late. You know, we, we really, this is a time we really have to be connected and communicate. And uh, I will do everything in my power through this show, but everyone has to do their part. They need to do, uh, you know, they, I would say, Kelly, would you not agree that with the uh, current state we're in with the government that it is so important for everyone to know what's happening in policy? Oh, yeah. And like you, and like you said, not just know what's happening, but get involved and uh, fight against stuff that's going to uh, harm people. I mean, uh, this stuff, that we're, these cuts that we're talking about are not necessary. They're, they're not it's not as though this country can't afford to continue to provide the services we do. Uh, this would be to pay for a huge tax break. So it's not as though we can't afford to keep doing it. It's what, what we're trying to do is take enough money out of... They want to take almost a trillion dollars out of Medicaid. You can't take a trillion dollars out of Medicaid without it significantly harming people and uh, they want to use that money to provide this huge tax break so it's not that we can't afford it it's that they want their people or other people are setting up different priorities and we need to speak out against it yeah and I, and I want to say this I'm going to keep saying it and I'm going to say it on every show if you're listening now listen to me don't sit back. I mean, people do this, oh, they'll take care of it. I hope Nickel takes care of it. I hope uh, AAPD takes care of it. I hope Senator, whoever the senator is, takes care of it. You have to be involved. And by the way, that is another reason you need to support these groups. Uh, Kelly, while we're talking about this, if someone wants to make a contribution to Nickel, how do they do that? Oh, uh, great. Thanks, Joyce. You would go to www.ncil.org, and uh, you would just make a, a donation to Nickel. Nickel.org. Correct. And then there's a place there to make a donation. There, There certainly is. In fact... Um, it's on the right-hand side of the of the web page. You can uh, scroll down and find it on the right side. See, here's what I'm trying to tell you, folks. You want someone to fight for you? We will. But like Kelly, he can't do it without resources, and resources, that takes money. So take time to make that contribution, nickel.org. Um, and, and I might as well I might as well skip down and talk about this, Kelly. Don't you have uh, a conference coming up this year? We do. It's our uh, 
It's our 2017 annual conference, and it is uh, July 24th through the 28th. And what's going to be going on there, Kelly? Well, we have a we have a lot of activities. Uh, we, we have a march from the hotel to the Capitol building. One of our uh, favorite things people like to participate in. We have the uh, the rally at the Capitol. Uh, Joyce, you've been a speaker of ours before at the rally. We have a number of uh, wonderful speakers. Usually, some uh, well-known people from Congress come. And this year, our theme is really an international theme. And uh, the day before the conference, uh, we will also be hosting the um, IL Global Summit. And we will have, uh, hopefully, we'll have people here from at least uh, 23 different countries um, talking about uh, Centers for Independent Living on a global basis because they're, we're not just in the in the USA now. We are really a global concern. There's uh, there's 180 centers for independent living in Japan. There's a number of people uh, of our colleagues from Japan who are coming, um, as well as European countries. So, um, uh, like Nepal is going to be here. Uh, we're just going to have a, a number of different folks from a lot of different countries, and we're going to talk about independent living. And so that will also... Uh, Go throughout the conference. We will have international conferences or uh, workshops uh, over the course of the whole week as well. So, okay. And once again, how how do you attend that? What do you do? Uh, again, you would you go to our web page and you click on the 2017 annual conference on independent living, and you'll see a, a, res- a registration button to click. Uh, you click on that, and you can you can register for the conference and uh, register online, and uh, then you'll be coming to the conference. All right. Well, you it's heard it. Nickel.org. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kelly. It's at it's at the Grand Hyatt in uh, Washington D.C. At the Grand Hyatt. Okay, that's nickel.org, but right now we're going to go to break, and then we will be back with Kelly Buckland. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. News, opinion, Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Rick Harrison from Stars. I'm here to talk to you about the Epilepsy Foundation. I had bad seizures until I was a teenager. I thought I wouldn't have a chance to grow up, but I dared to think differently. My epilepsy taught me to be a fighter. When I said I wanted to make a TV series about my pawn shop, people thought I was nuts. But I dared to defy the odds, and Pawn Stars was born. If you have epilepsy, dare to live your fullest potential. The Epilepsy Foundation will help you dare. Visit epilepsy.com. Since 1985... 
Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back, everyone. We're talking to Kelly Buckland, the executive director for the National Council on Independent Living, and that is nickel.org. You know, Kelly, it's you that, sadly, when I say sadly, it's sad about what you told me, um, I really didn't have a total grasp on this until you told me about it, and that would be that parents... Uh, with disabilities, when they have a child, could have the child taken away. Is that still true? That's still true, unfortunately. There are um, 37, 38 states where in their state law, disability is uh, still and uh, is, uh, I mean, only having a disability is reason for taking your child away. Unfortunately, that's still true. I mean, shocking. Horrible. What do people do when this happens? Well, uh, fortunately, there have been some lawsuits filed by some uh, national organizations or state organizations, and usually the parent with a disability is the one successful in that lawsuit. But um, you still have to, I mean, you're still a lot of people that don't have the means to file a lawsuit. There's a lot of p- people with disabilities who just don't have the knowledge to, of how to uh, stand up for their rights as a parent. Um, so, yeah, it's still, it's still a real national problem. We do have um, a number of states who are working on their state statutes. Uh, Massachusetts being one of them, uh, uh, Connecticut being another one. Uh, we have uh, South Carolina's done a lot of work around their statutes. I was in Minnesota just a couple of weeks ago. They're, they've introduced a bill. Uh, California's uh, been doing some work around this. And my uh, home state of Idaho actually has, uh, still stands as the only state in the country who's comprehensively passed uh, bills that protect the rights of parents with disabilities. So we still have a lot of work to do, but there's a lot of work going on out there. I'm very proud of what people are doing. Um, in fact, this coming week, we will be one of our members from California, uh, uh, Jesse Lorenz, as a matter of fact, is going to be approaching um, someone from Congress to ask them to support dropping a bill in the United States Congress to uh, 
to uh, protect the rights of parents with disabilities. So uh, we're continuing the fight, and we'll see what happens with this national bill. We did have some great uh, um, turn of events like a couple of years ago, or uh, and that was the Department of Justice and the Department of uh, Health and Human Services actually issued joint guidance that says that uh, actually states are liable under the Americans with Disabilities Act if they violate parent with dis, uh, parent with disabilities rights. Uh, the courts are still uh, subject to the ADA. Uh, the departments of uh, child protection are still subject to the ADA and so on. Uh, where most people with disabilities uh, lose custody of their children is in divorce court. And so that's where it's... Uh, usually hardest to pick up on because judges use the, the what's called the best interest of the child as the rule in, in regards to making decisions about who gets custody of their children. And usually they have the same, unfortunately, they have the same uh, myths and stereotypes about what people with disabilities are capable of and uh, most of the time determine that they're not capable of taking care of a child and therefore they weren't custody to the other parent, which is uh, discriminatory, because uh, a lot of times, actually, the parent with the disability actually makes a better parent than the parent who doesn't have any disabilities. It just depends on who they are and um, what their parenting skills are like. So anyway. Okay, so, that's, so that's 37 the, states, you said, can still do this? It's still in their statutes to, that that's a reason to take your child away, yeah. All right, here's a question I have. Who makes the determination that the disability is too significant? Like, who makes the determination, or they're blind, uh, but wait a minute, you know, legally blind, uh, you know, or not deaf, but very hard of hearing. I mean, who makes these decisions? Well, typically it's the court. Um uh, who makes the initial decision in, in a child protective matter is the child protection worker. Uh, I used to add this actually was my first job was the, as a child protection worker. And so you're, you're given broad authority to remove children who you think are in danger or who are being neglected. Uh, you can remove them from their home and put them in uh, either foster care or t- you know temporary foster care or what have you, and then until the court reviews it, which they're required, they have, uh, they have uh, time limits on which they have to, like, review it. But uh, the social worker has a great amount of clout and authority with the courts, so the courts usually are going to side with the social worker. Um, uh, so what we did in Idaho is we made sure that uh, those people who are making those judgments, making those decisions, uh, half, according to the Idaho law, have to do it with, uh, in conjunction with somebody who's familiar with parenting with a disability and knows how to assist parents with disabilities in accomplishing the parenting task. So um, that's the important part. This evaluation has to really be uh, unbiased and fair, if you see what I'm saying. So Yeah, so what I'm meaning, Kelly, and I apologize... Two parents, they have significant disabilities that may, you know, the mother goes to the hospital, has the child. Who then, you know, 
who interferes right then? Is it the doctor that calls the social? I mean, what happens? Yeah, it can be the doctor. It can be the nurse. Um, can be just uh, some uh, citizen who is at the hospital. Like, let's say it's the person in the bed next to you. They're, they have somebody visiting. They think this is something that's, you know, that person shouldn't be a parent and call the child protection. And that's whoever calls there, that's kind of how it comes about. So it can be any one of those, but a lot of times it is the doctor or the nurse. And in fact, sometimes it happens before that, Joyce, like a lot of women with disabilities are are not given uh, reproductive care by their doctor because their doctor, you know, like uh, let's talk about, you know, reproductive technology uh, kinds of things like in vitro fertilization and so on and so on. Those modern technologies are, are a lot of times not uh, afforded to uh, women with disabilities because the doctor determines that they shouldn't be a parent. So that, and that happens quite frequently as well. And that's in, that's in the report that the National Council on Disability did uh, about, uh, uh, it's called rocking the cradle, about the, the problems that parents with disabilities have. Wow. I mean, you know what? I don't think people know this, Kelly. I don't think people at large know this because I didn't know some of the things you just told me till right now, but I want to make a comment about this. You wonder why people with disabilities can't get jobs? I mean, it's so terrible that they think you can't ha- you know, take care of your own child. I mean, what's that say? You know, what's that do to the mother and father? I I can't even, just as you said, first there are people that wouldn't know what to do. Then there would be people that think there isn't anything they could do. And can you imagine what that does to that person? I mean, that is crushing. That is absolutely crushing. Well, Kelly, you keep us up to date on that. Uh, And if people want to read that, it's called Rocking the Cradle, and where do they find that? They would go to the National Council on Disability, which is www.ncd.gov. And I really encourage everybody who can to go and read that report. It's very eye-opening. It's very well done, and it... Uh, it really kind of highlights the problem and has some uh, wonderful uh, suggested solutions. So, and if I can, I just give a shout out to uh, uh, Robin for her great writing of the report. You can, when you go look at it, uh, uh, Robin's credited for her writing on this, and she's uh, one of the ones who are doing a lot of the work in the states and has uh, opened up. Uh, a website for parenting with disability. Uh, she's a real rock star, and and she's just uh, she did a great job on this report. So, well, kudos to you, Robin. That's for sure, um, Kelly. Um, and by it's the way, Robin I Powell, think. Th- by the way, pardon Sorry. me. Robin Powell, by the way. Robin Powell. Yep. Yeah, we need more Robin Powells, huh? We yep. need more people join that. So, Kelly, what do you worry about? Like, what keeps you up at night? What What is on your mind? What is bothering you the most? Well, I, I would have to say that's changed quite a bit since the last time I was on your show, Joyce, and that's um, 
I, I think it's the divisiveness in this country that that uh, keeps me awake at night. I I wonder where we're. You know, I really seriously question about where we're headed. Um, people are deeply divided, and and some of the opinions, frankly, that are popular, uh, just uh, kind of kind of astound me and and uh, make me step back a little bit. I I. Uh, some of this I have a hard time believing that people actually uh, believe the things that are being put out there. So uh, that's the kind of thing that keeps me up at night right now. I'm very concerned that we're going to, a lot of the progress we've made over the last uh, few decades, we're, we're going to see uh, that go backwards, not go forward. So. Yeah, you know what, Kelly, that includes education. You know, what's going to happen with IDEA? I mean, there are so many things um, that, that that's why I said people need to stay vigilant. They need to follow what you're doing. They need to read Nickel. They need to go to other uh, groups. I mean, I know you're on the board, Kelly, of AAPD. Um, I think that is another good source to go to for information. Absolutely. Absolutely, and, and, and adapt. I would. Uh, oh, yes, adapt. Adapt is a great uh, place to go. That's A D A P T, uh, which, you know, you think of Justin Dart, there you go. You think of adapt. Uh, but adapt, A A P D, nickel. Uh, there's your triangle right there. AAPD.com is the American Association of People with Disabilities, which Kelly and I both serve uh, on the board and have a great uh, relationship with Nickel, principally because of Kelly, and now with ADAPT, which I give Helena Berger so much credit for the great work that she has done. But I think it's clear to all of us, this is a time everyone has to work together. This cannot be a time we don't. Because there's so many things. There's so many things. As I said, education is just one of them. Who knows what's going to happen, you know, with education. Um, so you've got you to keep, keep informed. And, and you've got to get involved. And, it, and you've got to get involved locally. You know that? You've got to get involved locally in your state. You know, local, the city, the state, right where you are. Don't you agree with me that it's about grassroots, Kelly? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Kelly, we're going to see how things have changed because the last time we were on the show, I asked you this question, um, which was, what have, what, what have you accomplished in your life that you are feel is your greatest accomplishment? So... Maybe you could answer it twofold. Answer that, but also in the past year. Okay, well, um, I will give the same answer I gave before, probably, is I, th- I still think that the work around the, the child custody stuff is the thing I'm probably the most proud of. I've done a lot of work around a lot of things, but I'm still the most proud of that. I think that's... Uh, it's just such important work, and it's such a fundamental right. I mean, if you think about it, without the right to parent, uh, to reproduce and parent your your own children, where uh, none of us would be here. So, um, 
it's really a fundamental right that can't be replaced, and that's probably still the thing. Now, over the last year, I, I think I have to say, the thing I'm probably the most proud of is something that I kind of went into a little unwillingly, and uh, but yet I think it was probably one of my best accomplishments so far this past year, and that was that we got arrested in the Capitol Dome yeah. for protesting <laughs> out against the uh, Affordable or the American Health Care Act, um, and the 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 destruction of the Affordable Care Act. So um, that's probably my proudest accomplishment this past year. Uh, and I think we made it. We did make a difference. I mean, uh, I think people it definitely made people talk about it. So there's something worth get arrested for or getting arrested for. I think that was it. So I'm proud of doing that and. I thank the people who supported me in getting there and, and uh, during it and afterwards. So, Well, Kelly, that's a new one. <laughs> that is a new one, but I am proud of you also. I am proud of you because, uh, wow, I mean, what a, what a thing. How, how did that happen, Kelly? How did that happen? Well, actually, there were four nickel employees that got arrested at the same time. We were and we were we were protesting with our colleagues and friends from Adapt, and um, so that's that's how it happened. I mean, this uh, Adapt protested in the dome of the Capitol building when we were fighting to pass the Americans with Disabilities Act, and this was uh, almost thirty years uh, later uh, to the day that we protested in the Capitol Dome to uh, save the Affordable Care Act and, and Medicaid, which, uh, which just uh, supports so many people with disabilities in such an uh, important way. that uh, that's, So that's sort of how it happened. I mean, that's why we were in the Capitol. It was 30 years later, was, um, and there were four of us that Nickel got arrested. Um, so... Um, I think there was. I'm uh, sure that was quite an experience. Yeah, there was about 50 of us all together, but there was four four of us four staff there from Nickel. Now you have your badge of honor. Absolutely. Well, Kelly, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Well, I think the one that's been repeated the most uh, is the one I still think is the most important. People have to get involved, and they have to stand up for their rights. So please, uh, you know, join, join Nickel as a member. Uh, get involved. Uh, we have lots of committees. Uh, the other organizations that we spoke of, along with others, like the National Federation of the Blind, the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network, I mean, a whole bunch of other ones that I can think of, Paralyzed Veterans of America. There's just a bunch of indiv- uh, other organizations that really, really are active, uh, standing up for people's rights. So uh, get involved and uh, stand up for your rights. So I think that's the message I'd like to leave people with. Well, you thank you, Kelly, and thank you so much for being with us. This has been Kelly Buckland, CEO of NICL, the National Council on Independent Living. Go to NICL, N-C-I-L, dot O-R-G, to read, join, donate, contribute today. And we end every show with a quote, and today the quote is, there's no real difference between selfish and selfless if you understand how the world works. Every time you cut off somebody else's opportunities, you shrink your own horizon, said 
President Bill Clinton. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. I'll be talking to you all next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.